goodness gracious alive. Where else would you rather be than in Mequod, Wisconsin tonight? Wow. Where else would you rather be than at Winterfield tonight? No, no, playoffs. Where else would you rather be, Mr. Simo? Come on, young man. Milk Jug Magic. That's it. Where else would you rather be? Wow. Wow. Mother the 10th inning. Where else would you rather be? Goodness gracious alive. Welcome to the Where Else Would You Rather Be podcast. Hosted by Connor Jelly and Brett Loftus. All right, guys, I know it's been a long time since we talked on the podcast, but we're back. This is an emergency podcast episode, and a special one at that, episode number 10. All right, Brett Loftus, Counter Jelly, where else would you rather be podcast? We are recording this right now as we speak. Um, it is about 6 o'clock on Sunday evening. Um, the 1 o'clock games are over, 4 o'clock games are still in play. Um, college football Saturday is obviously already over. The Braves and the Mets have not played yet, so just want to put that out there. Um, I, I wanted to wait until after the game tonight, but Connor, there's so much to unpack in sports. Yes, this it's weekend. a lot. It's a lot. I was just, I, 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 we, we had to call the emergency podcast episode number 10. It's a special one at that. So an emergency episode, we'll have these every so often. Um, thank you guys for joining us on the live this past week. Really enjoyed it. It was a week that was kind of odd, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, we're here. We didn't get the chance to do a rundown. Um, we, we just got a lot of topics we got to unpack. And, Jill, the, the first one, we're not, we don't even have a story for you guys today because the first one I want to unpack, everybody wants to ask me, how are my Georgia Bulldogs? 26 to 22. They barely escaped out of Columbia, Missouri. Uh, they still won. They get bumped down to number two in the coaches and the AP poll today. Alabama is now back up to number one. Jell, I don't know if you got to see the game or not, but um, wow. Yeah, no, uh, I I didn't get to watch any college football yesterday. Uh, first uh, first weekend that I got to officially head coach my 14 U team. Um, we went uh, we won yesterday. And if you're watching this, I have an absolute massive zit on my face. So we're just going to put that out there. You know what? We're going to go straight audio on this. That's what we're going to do then. Just for you. Just for you. No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, won yesterday against a Great Lakes 15U squad, 11-5. Lost today, unfortunately. Um, Missed cues here and there. Walked 11 total guys. Uh, You know, things to learn, things to grow from. Um, But it happens. It happens. You know, it's baseball. Nobody's perfect. They're good days, bad days. We learn from it. We move on. We get better. That's all I ask out of these kids. But anyways, back to the Georgia Bulldogs. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They just, I think they're in a point in their season where they just feel content. You know, they've been beating everybody. Um, They've been winning. You know, these scares are obviously something to be weary of. Right. But no need to overreact. No need yeah, to overreact. I've had a lot of friends of the podcast text me and have been texting me and wondering, what are wrong with your Bulldogs? They shouldn't even be ranked in the top five. <laughs> I'm like, okay, listen, that was the biggest reason why we had to call emergency podcast, okay? Because the fact for you to say they shouldn't be top five is preposterous. Yes, they may be a little overrated right now. Yes, they shouldn't be number one, which they're not. But to say that they're not – 
a top five football team because they've had two close football games, which they both won. They both won. Um, yeah, we'll leave a lot to be fulfilled there. But yeah, I, I um, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of questions. Stetson Bennett, I felt like it, you know a lot of people said well, he didn't play his best game. Well, he was the reason Georgia won the football game. If you go and watch that second half, I mean, some of the drives that Stetson led, the, you know, you couldn't convert when they got in the red zone. They were two for six in the red zone yesterday. Defense looked like Clinton High School. Um, actually, probably defense looked worse than Clinton High School. Clinton High School only gave them seven points Friday night. Um, wow. So, shout out Clinton High School, 61 to seven. Um, Great win. Absolute, absolute dogs, pun intended there. Also, <laughs> special shout out. If you want to go to my YouTube page, Brett Loftus, I got been get, getting to do some football play by play while we're on the yes, subject of football. Yes, he has. So it's uh go go check that out if you'd like. Been to. killing right. it, by the way. Just putting Thanks, that out there. Thank you yeah. so much, man. Yeah. Listen, we're we're gonna get to some personal footnotes at the end. There's just some emergencies that we gotta attend to first. All right. Hey, Next I got time. one for you. I'm All gonna right. beat you to it. Panthers right now up seven to three. I, on the I'm Cardinals watching it. Playing I'm watching great it. Defense. I know this is great live. defense. I'm watching it. Okay. I know, but people are gonna give me down the road, Brad. I thought you weren't supporting the Panthers. Listen. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not. Okay. But it's still Brett's favorite team. You know. It is. It's like a. It's like a, that love hate relationship. It's like yeah. that girlfriend that you broke up with, but you still low key keep up with her. And if she hits you up, you would talk to her. Dude, I but know like, that exact thing. I'm but telling like, you. But like, but like, but like, you're not really trying to talk to her. You know what I mean? But yeah. if she got everything back together, you get back with her. Yeah. If the Panthers got rid of Baker, they, they we'd be fine. Oh, I know fine. exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're going through. That's, that's where I want to go been with the Pacers. That's been but, the Pacers. No, dude. no, no. I didn't want to go NBA. I didn't want to. No, go no, NBA. I'm just saying. I know your feeling because the Pacers did that exact thing to me. Here, here's here's where I want to go. I did want to go on your favorite teams. You know where I'm going with this. We're going to NFL football. Thank you for the transition with the Panthers. I'm talking about the Colts. <gasps> Colts, man. <gasps> I know. I know you've been coaching today, but the Colts. Yeah, were down. They were down. They were down twenty to three or I, something like that. They were down twenty. They were down twenty four to seven at one point. And then, if I'm not mistaken, they um they they obviously came back. Uh, they were down. They were down twenty four to three in the second quarter, and then yeah. two Mo Alley Cox touchdowns in the second quarter and the third quarter. Twenty four seventeen. Nobody scores in the fourth quarter. Jail. Final score. Colts lose to the Titans. 24 to 17. Matty Ice has another good game, statistically speaking. 27 to 37, 356 yards, two touchdowns. Did throw a pick. He's also sacked three times, which you just cannot have. He did have a rating of 109.8 today. Very good rating. I want to throw that in there. Jonathan Taylor, man, he was the struggle bus today. 20 attempts, 42 yards on the ground against a Titans defense, Jill. That has not been a good rushing defense this, this year. Held Jonathan to, to 20 rush, 42 yards. Preposterous to me. On a bright note, though, Moali Cox, six receptions, 85 yards, two touchdowns. That's a guy the Colts really need to get started. And then defensively, my main man, Bobby Okareki, as I like Okariki, to call him. Okareki, baby. Okareki. Uh, he he had uh he had eight tackles defensively, so when you look at that game, Jill, after all we just said, obviously able to come back, but now you're one two and one in the AFC South, uh, better than being one and three, but not as good as being two one and two. How are you feeling after that Tennessee game? Because um, it was one of the better games at a one o'clock slate. Yeah, I mean, it was hard for me to keep up with, but thankfully the umpires helped me out there. They were uh, let me know what was going on. Pretty much the entire time. So shout out to the umpires I had today. Um, 
Listen, I think it's it's obvious now at this point our line is right now our weakest link. I mean, I know And who from, would have thought? We're thinking a top five line coming into this year, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. I knew it as soon as they signed Matt Pryor. I'm not gonna say he's been, you know, the extreme down downhills that the line just suddenly collapses, but you can just tell there's no no chemistry in that line right now. There's no communication being had. You know, you mix a bunch of different guys in there. I think we have basically three new starters on that line from last year. Um, you know, just – and from what I've also asked around a lot of other people, uh, Titans uh, seem to play with an extra man in the box most of the game because they know you stop Jonathan Taylor, you basically stop our entire offense. Um, especially right now with our receiving core. I mean, our tight ends are the biggest – Mo Our tight ends are the biggest chunk of our receiving – uh, or passing offense. You got Mo Alley, and then you obviously got uh, uh, big guy, big guy. Um, oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. You know, let's help you out here, Joe. Let's six help nine, you out here. six nine, six nine. He's six nine. Scored two tutties last. We got week. you. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I love this guy. Why am I forgetting his name right now? You know, maybe we, we'll have to go to Colts roster here. Uh, you know, just for the purpose of radio, we're or we're gonna treat this like radio. We're gonna keep this in here. I'm I'm trying to find it myself, dude. Um, dude. Why can I not think of this? This is insane. This is ridiculous. Jelani Woods. Jelani Booyah. Woods. Let's go. That dude is a stud. Um, yeah, those two cannot be the biggest part of our passing. All offense. right, they just can't. Talking about blown leads today. Talk about the Colts. They almost made the Titans blow the lead. I'm, uh, you know where I'm, I'm going. You know where I'm this, going. Let me put this in here before we move on. Frank Reich, we need a new head coach. I'm saying. Oh it. man, dude, okay. dude, hang no, on. With no, you, no, no. Two minutes. We with two minutes. With fourth down, we go for a field goal, not trying to convert on fourth down in the last. And they missed the field goal. And they missed the field goal. And you get rid of Hot Rod. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. Um, continuing to move on, blown leads today, Buffalo, Baltimore. I actually picked – I'm pretty sure I picked Baltimore. I have to go back. Uh, shout out to Andy Klein and Connor Creedon. Going to be making some graphics. We're going to be putting on social media when they're NFL pick them. Um, I did indeed pick Baltimore today, yes. So, Buffalo comes back 17 points down. At one point, they were down 20-3 to in the second quarter. They scored the final 20 points of the football game to win it 23-20. to Lamar throws a late interception. Um, Jail, the biggest thing I really want to talk about in this game is, in my opinion, and I think you would share this opinion with me, the two most premier quarterbacks in the NFL right now facing off, and neither one of them really had a good day. I'll give you the stat lines, and I'll let you, I'll let you go. 19 for 36, Josh Allen, 213. One touchdown and one interception on the ground. A great day on the ground. Both quarterbacks had a great day on the ground. Josh, 11 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. On the contrary, Lamar Jackson, he was 20 of 29, 144 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions through the air, and then on the ground, 11 attempts, 73 yards, did not have a touchdown. Lamar throwing one of those two interceptions late and which ended up prevailing to – be a game-winning drive for Josh Allen that he put together and getting that game-winning field goal. Thoughts on that game? Again, two premier quarterbacks and neither quarterback. I don't want to say he was non-existent today, 
but really didn't play up to what we know that they are. Right. I mean, so that this was the earliest matchup of MVPs, honestly. I mean, you got your two front runners right now in Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So, you know, both defenses are going to come out trying to contain, you know, the would-be MVP, you know, the talk of the league. Um, was I expecting the Ravens' defense to come out that hot? No. No, it was not. Was I expecting Josh Allen to have an absolute day with what has so far been the worst secondary in the league, allowing the only secondary in the league so far to allow 300-plus passing yards to the first three QBs that they have faced? No, I didn't expect him to do that at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I also want to just give a shout-out if you're on Be Real. She took my Be Real in the middle of the podcast. Shout-out, Jail. You Let's need go. to take yours as well. We got a minute 36 on that. I'm not even on Be Real. Well, you got to get it. Um, <laughs> I, w- I would agree. I would very much so agree um, with the fact that, um, you know, the – the Ravens secondary, actually, Marcus Peters and John Harbaugh got into it today. I'm not sure if you've seen the video. They got into it on the uh, on the sideline there, um, and uh, it was uh, it was an interesting day to say the least for the Ravens. I think, I mean, and, and Lamar actually tweeted out after the game. You don't see this too often. Quarterbacks that I don't want to say lost the game because we know I love Lamar, but I mean, let's be honest. He did though the game losing pick. If you want to say that, Lamar tweeted out. We Gucci at Buffalo Bills, good game. And um, it was, uh, like I said, it was a really interesting day when it comes to that game because I think you and I both, I know we haven't got to talk about it too much, but you and I probably would be on the same page of and the same wavelength that that should have been a high-scoring game. I mean, you got your two MVP front runners, like you said. You got two of the most premier talents in the NFL right now. You would love to think, again, that that would be – you know, a 49-45 shootout, um, but a 23-20 to game, I guess, will do. And that one, that leads me, JL, I want to talk about one more game, and then we're going to get into some a pretty serious topic, and then we're going to get into Major League Baseball. Um, I'd like to discuss your boy Geno Smith. Also, we got hey. another game. we got a, two games, serious topic of Major League Baseball. Geno Smith, have a day, 23-30, yes. 320 yards, two touchdowns, and the Seahawks go in the Ford Field in Detroit and beat the Lions 48-45. On the opposite end of that, though, Jared Goff, 26-39, 378 yards, and four touchdowns. Also, our main man, Jamal Williams, what did he do today? 19 carries on the ground, 108 yards and two touchdowns. Seahawks, Rashad Penny, Notre Dame's finest, 17 carries, 151 yards, or excuse me, San Diego State's finest, pardon me, Rashad Penny, 151 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf was carted off the field, but to go to the bathroom, um, another just very interesting game that one was. I know your boy is, uh, your, your your guy Gino. he had himself a day, Joe. Dude, unreal. I mean, I picked him up in fantasy this week too, and I still started Justin Herbert over him, but, you know, Going back to Jared Goff as well, it, I'm telling you, we are we are blessed this year with seeing teams get the QBs that they've needed for so long. Like I'm not saying, I'm not saying you know Seattle doesn't have their guy in Russ, but it was time for Russ to go, and you can kind of see that freshness, that that new energy in the locker room is really starting to show out. And I mean, you're seeing young talent 
absolutely perform on a weekly basis. You just, we're in such a good, good, uh, good place with where football and the major leagues are being taken over by young Talk athletes. about football. Talk about young athletes. Got a, one more game I got to throw at you here. Dallas Cowboys today. Go and Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Who would have thought? Cooper. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Say it with me, Joe. Cooper. Cooper Rush. Rush. Yes. Cooper Rush, Rush dude. Are you uh, serious? Cooper Dog Rush, I believe is his full name. I, I, I honestly, I am, uh, I am, feel like we're being bamboozled by someone right now. Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys beat the Washington Commanders 25 to 10 today. Not saying that I'm shocked that the Cowboys won, just the fact that Cooper Rush continues to play as well as he did. 15 to 27, 223 yards and two touchdowns. Is Cooper Rush the next Tony Romo? Let's ask it. Tony Romo came in, did a similar thing. Actually, I'm going to go even wilder than that, Joe. I'm going to go way out on a limb here. People are going to wonder if I'm outside my mind. This would be I think a great I know where question you're going with this. for am I tweaking or is Cooper Rush the next Tom Brady? I knew you were going there. I knew you were Listen, going there. Listen, Dak Prescott, solid I quarterback. This. I mean, he's had a really good career. Highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He gets injured on something that could look pretty bad, right? Cooper Rush comes in the game. Let's take you back to 2001, right? Let's take you back there, right? Drew Bledsoe, at that time, highest paid quarterback in the NFL, gets a pretty serious injury. I'm, I'm just saying, it's not preposterous to ask. It's not. It's not. I mean, I love this question. I love it so much. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, oh, but Tom Brady took the Patriots, basically. We're – what did they end up with that first season in 2001? They won the, they won the Super Bowl. That's what they, I thought. They beat the Rams in the Super I think, Bowl uh, in I think, I think if Cooper Rush leads the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl, you have to officially ask, is he the next Tom Brady? Wow. Now, right wow. now, now, right now, wow. he is on the verge of doing something very special. What is Which that? is taking the Dallas Cowboys to the playoffs. I just, I just want to share this. I just want to share this nugget of information with you. The Philadelphia Eagles, who won today, four zero undefeated, four zero. Cooper Rush, NFL career as a starting quarterback, four zero. Cowboys are three and one this year. Dak started the first game, the game that they lost, and since then they've been three and zero with Mr. Cooper Rush. Let me. Uh, I got. I got a little piece of information for you too. I don't what know you if you know me? this. What you got for me? This is the first year that the Eagles have started four and zero since two thousand and one, when Donovan McNabb. And Terrell Owens led the Eagles. That was be 2004, but you're 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 on the right track there. Uh, 2004. Yeah. Okay. Led the Eagles to an AFC Championship game. NFC where? Championship. NFC. God. NFC Championship game where they got beat by none other than the Patriots and Tom Brady. That was in the Super Bowl. You know what, hey Joe, I like where you're going with that though. I was I like so where close. You, I was I like, so close. You know what? You got the nugget of information. It was there. I knew where you were going with that. I was I was I was letting you I was letting you go, but I didn't want you to get too far off track. I will I will say Brett does have a better memory of statisticals when it. You know I've actually that. been using that in job interviews. Fun fact: the other day, total potential employer I know every World Series champion since 1986. I think he was kind of impressed. I'm not gonna lie. It, it pays. It pays. It pays. It pays, it pays dividends to watch NFL Network your entire childhood, guys. If you're raising a kid, you want him to grow up to be the next whoever in sports media. Watch That's NFL Network. It. That's how you M- do it. MLB Network. Watch NBA Network. <laughs> All of them. Watch NHL. ESPN Plus. 30 for 30s. 
every day. No more Sesame Street. We're watching about the bad boy Pistons. Okay. No more. No more Paw Patrol. Okay. It's time for Malice at the Palace. Yeah, exactly. No more. No more Phineas and Ferb. We're watching the Captain, the seven series, the seven part documentary about Derek Jeter. All right. All right. All right. All jokes. Moving it. I haven't watched. I've watched a little bit about the 86 Mets, but moving on to serious notes. We're going to stay with it on football. Again, this is another reason we had to come and have the emergency podcast here on Sunday evening. Tua Tagovailoa. We haven't discussed it yet. We didn't discuss it on the lives last week. We haven't discussed this yet. Still very relevant topic in sports right now. Uh, concussions is, a, is an epidemic across all of sports. Saw what happened last Sunday. Dolphins classified it as a back injury. Allowed them to come back in the game. Actually ended up engineering game-winning drive. They beat the Bills. Thursday night, though, Jim, I was uh, I was calling varsity football, and I got the notification he was car off the field. They didn't. I didn't. I didn't know what had happened. I, I didn't know if it was an injured limb. I didn't know. I didn't know what had happened. And then I go on Twitter, and I see the video. Um, it's very disturbing. It's hard uh, to watch. And you don't. You don't. You don't see that. I mean, you know, as much as we like to watch sports, and I'm sure the listeners of our podcast do as well, you don't see something that disturbing that makes you want to turn away. I, I mean, I remember when when Gordon Hayward broke his ankle that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I was eating dinner, and even for me, and a lot of people can say this about the Kevin Ware injury and many other injuries, it, it wasn't that bad for me to want to turn away. Right, and and I don't say that disrespectfully or, or making light of the situation with with some of those those gruesome basketball injuries. But what what happened with Tua? It, it was almost like you're watching, um, it was almost like you're watching a horror film. I mean, it really was. And, I mean, the way the way his hands collapsed and the way he sat there on on the field, it was very disturbing. Um, and the reason I bring this up, Jill, with where we're trying to go in the NFL right now, and they talk about CTE and you know, obviously, we've had you know some pretty serious incidents of CTE, um, and, and this is not a myth anymore. You know that it's very, very real and alive. Would you like to think that the NFL would start to take this stuff more serious? Well, so just to kind of make you know make your point a little more clear, um, just about kind of how disturbing and how unforgetful like that event's going to be, just because you, it truly is something you rarely see. And, you know, I watched it live and, you know, I saw him get swung down and you just, you know, you watch the replays over and over and you just see how hard his head hit the ground. And then, you know, how his, he just basically froze, you know, it was almost gut wrenching. Like I literally felt like I wanted to throw up because I just like, it was so hard to watch, but um, you know, they, the NFL and the dolphins had fired the uh, neurologist that did uh, miss a few steps in the diagnosis process and you know I don't even know how you even let a guy who you just watched try to walk you know the week before and basically fall down and then he stands there and his legs give out on him I don't even know how you let a guy in after like seeing that um, but you know I think you know that's you know, what you'd like to think yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's that my point. what you like that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying and you know I know a lot of people would say well you know their NFL football players are getting played millions of dollars they know the risk I agree with that I don't disagree they know the risk but just because they know the risk and they know what they're taking to get out there on the field you, doesn't you mean still that gotta they, protect them 
Yeah, I mean, you still if they if they are injured and they are in danger, you still got to be like, hey, can't let them go back out there. And right. um, you don't want to see somebody. And I, and I'm not being facetious when I say this. You don't want to see somebody die on a gridiron. No, nah, and I, and I, I kid you not. Like I for a second, I legitimately thought that's what was happening because. Like, the way that he landed and the way that he froze, basically, his upper half, that is that is a early sign of a very, very serious brain injury. Like, it it is possible that Tua just might not even be able to play football again, depending on – I mean, you never know. You, you, really, you really hope not, um, but you never know. And, again, that's a serious topic that, you know, we kind of want to touch on there. Um but it, it was it was one of the more like I said disturbing incidents that I've seen happen on an athletic field in a very very long time. All right, moving away from football, we talked a little college football, NFL football. Final topic of the emergency podcast. Really, the other big thing that I wanted to hit: Braves and Mets. Um, I wanted to talk about it before the game three tonight. I didn't want anybody saying, "Well, you said it because just because the Braves have." Fill in the blank. One loss, whatever's hap- whatever's going to happen tonight. Braves have a chance to sweep tonight, Joe. And if you're listening to this podcast afterwards, I'm sorry in advance if they lost. I feel like I might have jinxed them. And if you're listening in advance and they swept. Go yeah. Braves. Yeah. <laughs> Go Braves. Um, so, Friday night, big time win. Matt Olson and Austin Riley go back to back. Um, honestly, for me, it was one of the biggest moments of the season thus far, especially going out there doing that against Jacob DeGrom. Braves won 5-2. to two. Last night, on Saturday night, Braves won 4-2. to two. Again, Matt Olson goes deep. Again, Dansby Swanson goes deep. Um, 100th career home run. 101st, actually, last night. Hit the 100th on Friday night. You're correct. You're correct. So, Dansby and Matt Olson have homered and now in back-to-back ball games. Uh, Matt Olson's heating up tonight, ESPN, in front of all the lights, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Bassett, Charlie Morton, Uncle Charlie just got signed to a one-year extension the other day with a club option for 2024. This is a, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, regular season games we've seen in a while, Joe. Uh, I'll let you share your thoughts first. I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous. I mean, I'm right there with you. And fun fact, one of our 17U kids is also a giant Braves fan as well. He goes to Plainfield, which is like 15 minutes from me. So we're going to put that out there. There's more than just me and Indy pulling for the Braves. We stand him. But I would not be lying to you if I had not been questioning whether or not we would actually sweep the Mets tonight. And I I have a firm believing that we will because we're starting to see Matty – Oh, start to heat up like you said needed to happen. So yep. you might have spoken into existence. There we go. Uh, you're getting Austin Riley a little bit. You know, he's starting to – you're starting oh, to yeah. heat up the mower. That mower's starting to turn. Oh, yeah. Home run Friday night, multi-hit night, Saturday night. Hey, they're, they're in a good spot. I'm I think uh, – and here's kind of the scenarios, the way they play out. They win tonight. They're up two games. They take the season series – all they would have to do is win one game in Miami. They win the division. They lose tonight, they being the Braves. The Mets would then take the season series, and it would be tied up. So then there's a plethora of different ways it can go in the final series. If both teams either win the same amount of games, 
um, and you finish tied, then obviously the Mets, they win a division. They win a tiebreaker. If the Braves, obviously, win more games, say they take two out of three from Miami, the Mets only win one game against Washington, then obviously the Braves win a division and vice versa. Obviously, you know, whoever is up at the end of the year is going to win a division. But if it's tied, then the Mets, therefore, um, win a division. Braves, again, it's a big, big game for them tonight. And, and, you know, them coming into the series, the season series coming in to the series this weekend was eight and nine. Obviously, the Braves had eight wins and nine losses against the Mets. Now, or excuse me, seven and nine, I should say. And now it is nine and nine. The Braves have the season series tied up going into tonight. You play 19 games against your division, um, your divisional, uh, I guess, opponents, I should say, uh, 19 games each because if now under this new, uh, new, new format that we're under in the playoffs, you won't play a game 163. So used to, you know this, Connor, when you finish tied up at the end of the year, and it's for the division, but you got to play game 163, whoever wins that wins the division. That's eliminated now. So you play an odd number of games. You cannot have a tie in that category. So, therefore, if you tie in the standings at the end of the year, whoever wins the tiebreaker, who's ever won the most games head-to-head, therefore wins the division. So, for me, this game means a lot tonight because when when you're looking at it, from a grand scheme of things, the Braves, obviously, are the World Series champions. They've won a division now four straight years, um, looking to make it five. And it, it almost gets to a certain point to where it's like, it doesn't matter if you win a division, right? I mean, does it? Now that you got, you know, extended wild card, you got six teams that make it. But it does, right? Because yeah. if the Braves win a division, they get a first-round bye. Yeah, you, you know, want they that will be playing until the NLDS. So it, it's going to be very, very major for the Braves tonight because um, it's pretty much whoever wins tonight, has a great chance of winning the division. And I, the Braves will not be out of it necessarily, to say the least, if they lose tonight. But if they win, they just about have it locked up. The only way the Mets could win the division, if the Braves won tonight, would be the Braves getting swept by the Marlins and then uh, the um, the the Mets sweeping the Nationals. Um, and that would be if the Braves won tonight. That would be the only way that the Mets could win the division. So, I'll be honest. I don't necessarily see that happening. I'm um, not right. the Braves winning tonight, but if the Braves did win, I, I wouldn't see them getting swept by the Marlins. There, there's crazier things that's been happening now. I, I, I'm saying I just wouldn't expect it to happen, but I right. wouldn't be shocked either because we know baseball. We know how the game of baseball is. Right. You know, the Braves are coming off a series in which they've given their all against the Mets, and they could be depleted going into Miami. You, you never know how those things play out. But – as a Braves fan, you'd like your chances a lot better being up by two games over the Mets going in the final series of the season versus being tied and they having to go play the Nationals and we have to go play the Marlins. So, um, I'm not going to make a prediction. I know, I know Jail said that, you know, he feels, he feels good about it. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to make a prediction one way or the other. I think people have doubted the Braves. Um, I've never seen a, a World Series champion, defending World Series champion, be doubted more in a season. Um, so I'll just put that at that and I'll let the Braves continue to make a statement out on the diamond. All right. Emergency podcast episode number 10, a special one. We finally hit double digits. I think it took us a lot longer than we figured it would. Um, jail final thoughts here for us. Um, I am glad that we were able to record one, um, and share it with the people finally hoping for us to get back onto our normal, uh, recording schedule uh, as many of you know we just we've had some we've been very busy this past week so that's why oh, yeah. it was all kind of jumbled up 
But uh, yeah, no, I mean, man, I, I had fun. I'm glad we were able to call the emergency button. Huge and, uh, for the it, brand. It was absolutely huge for the brand. I mean, huge for on. the brand. Come on. Well, big games, lots to talk about. Hey, we we, we'll have, we had to push the emergency button. We will have a lot more to talk about tomorrow yeah. too. We we haven't pushed the emergency button yet, but we had to we had to push we had it to, today. Especially we had especially to for a double digit uh oh a bit of news. Javante Williams is out for the rest of the game against the Raiders. All right. There we go. There we go. Listen, listen, I'm very excited about what possibilities can hold for the Braves and Mets tonight. Also, the rest of the season and going to postseason, we'll talk more about that tomorrow night. I'll either be a very happy or very sad man the next time you hear from Jelly and I um, in the coming days. Um, also, 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 we haven't got to share with the people who don't follow our Instagram live. The GL man, again, went one and one travel ball coaching this weekend. And also wanted to give a very big um, – kind of note on myself job interviews coming up some have passed so so we're getting there getting yes, the sir. name out of the market um again football play-by-play something i want to do for a while been getting that done as well um it's been a very exciting time for the gl man and i and uh, we can't wait to talk to you more and definitely about it very very soon and hopefully stuff begins to materialize but as always emergency podcast episode first edition of it and episode number 10 of the Where Else Would Rather Be Cop podcast. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And peace and love, everybody. Fred. Where else would you rather be? <laughs> Nowhere. I love it here. I kind of stuttered right there. I'm sorry you about did, that, guys. But it's okay. It's okay. I took your glory from you. No, it's fine. Go Braves. Go Bravos. And uh, Frank, Frank needs to be fired. Frank Rack needs to be fired. And uh, good night. <laughs>